Hello, this is Daniel Raymond with the Lecture Preparation Podcast for the fourth Sunday of Advent, Year B. Well, it's almost Christmas, and in the fourth Sunday of Advent, we should have a combination. We should be a little bit less joyous uh, than the third Sunday of Advent, but still with a great sense of anticipation, a great sense of preparation. Probably our congregation is fully involved uh, with all of their Christmas preparations, and so we need to be sure in our readings today that we are not denying them all that work that they've done, but helping to keep them framed on the sacred side of the coming holidays. So our first reading is from the book of Samuel, and it is a long reading, a familiar reading. Uh, It is a narrative storytelling reading, and so you need to be able to break this down into bite-sized chunks, both for their understanding and your sanity. Uh, being able to phrase things and take pauses and then to move on to the next piece. Um, There are several logical places to put in those breaks. We start with a very simple narrative of setting the scene, and then we switch to David speaking first person. Here I am. So there's a break, and then speak in David first person. And again, every time we're doing a narrative reading, this will apply to the gospel as well, say the line not as if you are... David. But don't just say the line as if it's just more words on the page. Say it cognizant of what it is David must be feeling and thinking at this period of time. That's different than acting. Acting would mean that you would be trying to become the role. And acting is further than we want to go with narration and further than we want to go with proclamation. But if we don't say the lines cognizant of who is saying them and what they must be feeling. And let that cognizance come through in our voice. Then it just comes off as flat. It comes off as if we don't really care, as if we aren't putting ourselves into the scene the way we're hoping to put our congregation into the scene. So always say these these words, cognizant of the feelings, the emotion, the state of mind of the person that is saying them. So Nathan says, um, go ahead again. There is uh, cognizant of the fact that we're almost dismissive of it. Sure, go ahead. And then the Lord speaks to Nathan, and he starts off almost in a sarcastic and mocking tone. But then the Lord lays out two, two things. First of all, he presents all of what he has already accomplished for David, and then makes a series of covenant promises, what God is going to do for David in the future. And key among these, the whole reason why this is being read on the fourth Sunday of Advent comes near the end. And when your time comes to rest in you, I will raise up an heir after you. This is the uh, messianic prophecy that is going to become fulfilled, that someone from the line of David will become the Messiah and be the forever kingdom of of David through the ages. And so we've got to be sure that that section gets enough of an emphasis that the congregation realizes, oh, this is what we're talking about here. If you don't do that, it's very easy for this promise to get mixed in with all the other promises. And it's like, well, why are we doing this reading today? And then it ends on a very glorious note 
in a very uh, authoritative note. Um, so let's uh, let me give it a try here. A reading from the second book of Samuel. When King David was settled in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am, living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God dwells in a tent. Nathan answered the king, Go, do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, Go. Tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be commander of my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you went, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you, and I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old since the time I first appointed judges over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you. And when your time comes, and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever." The word of the Lord. The second reading, St. Paul to the Romans, is brief and basically the form of a hymn of praise. It's an exaltation. And he's not trying to educate here. He's not trying to persuade here. He's not trying to admonish here. This is simply praising God in his glory and dedicating them this uh, song of praise to Jesus. So it really has one tone throughout, which makes it simple, but it's a hard tone to maintain. One of the the, um, important things to sometimes look for in a reading is whether there is parallel structures in it. And this reading has a very obvious parallel structure in it. It has three uses of the word according, along with a but now. So it's boom, boom, ba-boom, if you're trying to think of the whole thing as, as if it was like a, a, a drum, a timpani roll. Um, and so you, if you uh, emphasize that structure, don't do it too much to be corny, but if you emphasize it enough, you can really build the power of the reading, as I'm sure Paul was meaning to when he was writing to the Romans here. Brothers and sisters, to him who can strengthen you, according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, 
according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret for long ages, but now manifested through the prophetic writings, and according to the command of the eternal God, made known to all nations to bring forth the obedience of faith to the only wise God through Jesus Christ, be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Again, building of the praise as it goes with the three accordings as punctuation points within it. Uh, simple reading, um, just get into the mood of it. This is more of a, of a reading of mood, that you have to get into that mood of glorious praise more than have to deal with a lot of nuances of character and feeling as you might have in the first reading. The third reading is, an, again, a narrative reading, so more similar to the first reading, where we have separate characters, and each they're discussing dialogue, and there is um, uh, descriptive passages between the parts of dialogue. And so it's a very straight um, and, unfortunately, very familiar storytelling. So you've really got to make it your own in order to have it just um, blend into another checkbox of what happens during Advent. This happens, this happens, this happens, this happens, they have that reading, yep, 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 yep. Um, so again, just like the first reading, you need to be cognizant of each one of the, the participants in the story and say it with that um, cognizance of, of what they're trying to say, how they're, what they want to say, it, what is the feelings that they're having, and bring that out through the reading. But without actually going to the point of trying to be the person, trying to act. This is narration, not acting. This is proclamation, not acting. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? Then the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing is impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Hope your Christmas preparations are going well and you're 
ready for this and thoroughly into this holy season. Uh, I got some recording to do since I will be doing separate podcasts of uh, each of the major um, services for the Feast of Christmas. So I got some recording ahead of me. But until then, may God bless you and have a great day.